Season 3, Episode 9, February the 9th, 2022. Hi, I am Louis Lampley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will expound on how every tongue will confess Jesus as Lord. Now that's awesome. Every tongue will confess Jesus as Lord. Again, back to Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Those verses declare that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We will look first to the Old Testament in the book of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 28 to 37, we are told of Nebuchadnezzar's arrogance and his humiliation. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking on the roof of his royal palace of Babylon. And the king answered, I don't know who he answered answered to, and said, is this not this great Babylon which I have built by my mighty power as a royal resident for the glory of my majesty? While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, O king Nebuchadnezzar, To you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. In other words, I'm taking your kingdom away right now. And you shall be driven from among men, and your dwelling shall be with beasts of the field. And you shall be made to eat grass like an ox. And seven periods, that is seven years of time, shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of man and give it to and gives it to whomever he will. Immediately, quickly, right away, the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair, and I get this, his hair grew as long as the eagle's feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. Think of that. God judged him because he did not acknowledge him as the God of heaven and earth. Now we will look at the humble Nebuchadnezzar and how he was restored. At the end of the days, and I believe seven years will be correct, At the end of the days, I, he's speaking, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven 
and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now, I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, the King of heaven. I honor him for all his works are right and his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Did you get that? Those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Not only do we have an Old Testament example where God dealt with someone who failed to give him glory, the glory due to his name, in Acts chapter 12, verse 20 to 24, we have a New Testament example. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord, and having persuaded Blastus, the king chamberlain, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. So on an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon, listen, upon the throne, and delivered an oration to them. And the people were shouting, the voice of, uh, the voice of a man, the voice of a God and not of a man. Immediately the same word that was used in Old Testament, an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory. And he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. In other words, he died, God killed him. But the word of the Lord increased and multiplied. And so today's episode focused on two words, bow, B-O-W, and confess. Bow and confess. Now the significance lies in the fact that the entire rational universe is called on, called upon, I say, to worship Jesus as King and as Lord. For example, in Psalm 2, verse 1 to 5, we read, Why do the nation rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst forth the bonds, the bonds, I should say, apart from and cast away the cords from us. He who sits in the heaven laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in the fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. This mandate to worship includes, listen to this, includes angels in heaven, the spirit of redeemed, of the redeemed, and obedient believers. Let's take them one by one. The first set of worshipers are angels in heaven. 
We can find that in Revelation chapter 4, verse 6 to 9. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are the four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first creature, living creature, is like a lion. The second living creature, like an ox. The third living creature with the face of a man. And the fourth living creature, like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever. So God calls on the whole universe to praise him, to give him the glory. Now the second set of worshipers are the spirits of the redeemed. Again in Revelation chapter 4 verse 10, 11, it says, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were they existed and were created. Now let's come to the third set of worshipers. They are obedient believers. We find this in Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Because if you or when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. Now here's a newsflash. They confessed with their mouths and believed in their heart because God made them willing. Anytime an individual comes to know the Lord, anytime an individual confessed their sins, it's because, first of all, God has regenerated them, regenerated our dead spirits. Now they are able to confess. Now they are able to seek forgiveness. And now they are able also to exercise faith. Why? They confess with their mouths and believe in their hearts because God made them willing. No one does it on his or her own. Because Romans chapter 3 says, No one seeks after God. No, not one. So if you're waiting till you can make up your mind to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that's a, that's a wrong proposition. You should cry to him and say, God, show me the Savior and show me your, show me your son and show me my sins. With that, it's a possibility, especially if your name is in the book of life. It's a possibility that he will open your eyes, open your heart, 
and give you the will to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. In Psalm 103, verse 19, we read, because I believe this is appropriate, is the appropriate response. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Remember King Nebuchadnezzar? He received mercy and repented. He praised and extolled and honored the King of heaven. For all his works are right, he says, and his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Now those words come from a former pagan who was a pagan like seven years before this this event. And now he is saying, he understands clearly, and those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. I know something of that. Several years ago, over 60 years ago, I humbled myself because God gave me grace and had mercy on my dead soul. And he saved me. And I have never, ever regretted one day of it. Well, that's it for now. I am wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day. Thank you.